Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning. You're listening to Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. My name is Layla, and we're excited to have you with us as we discuss the Word. But before we do that, let's take a moment and pray. God, we thank you for today. We thank you for your loving kindness and your compassion, Lord. We thank you for the fire that you've given us, Lord, and the strength and ability to do all that you called us to do. We ask that you'll bless our partners and bless us, Lord, through this morning's episode, Lord, that we grow in our understanding of you, Lord, and we become closer in our walk and our fellowship with you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And amen. Good morning and welcome, everyone. So glad to have you with us as we dive into the Word and continue our study in the book of Hebrews. We're in chapter 6, and this morning we are moving forward, and we're going to cover verses 13 through 20. So could I get a volunteer to read that section of Scripture, please? I will. All right, LaCharles? Well, when God made a promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no one greater, he swore by himself, saying, Surely blessing I will bless you, and multiplying I will multiply you. And so, after he had patiently endured, he he obtained the promise. For men indeed swear by the greater, and an oath for confirmation is for them an end of all dispute. Thus God, determining to show more abundantly to the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath, that by two immutable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we might have strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold of the hope set before us. This hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which enters the presence behind the veil. Where the forerunner was where the forerunner has entered for us, even Jesus, having become high priest according high priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. Amen. Amen to that. All right. The floor is open. Give each of you the opportunity to share what Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and to ask any questions that you have. So who would like to begin? I would. All right, Layla. In the previous episode, Mommy, you mentioned about the Lord um, being faithful to remember our good works toward him and encouraging us through this, through this, through the Bible, the entirety of the Bible, to hold fast to our confession and to keep going in the course that we've set. And now the Holy Spirit through Paul is continuing to draw on that. And he says in verse 17 through 19, talking about the immutability of God's promises and the strong consolation that we have, or comfort is another word for that, the comfort that we have, assurance that we have, that what we have forsaken, the houses, the fathers, the mothers, the children, the lands, for the Lord's name's sake in the gospel, we'll receive that 100-fold because God already said that we would. And it's based off of two things, which Paul mentioned one of them directly. One, it's impossible for God to lie. Amen. God will be found true and every man is a liar. So Amen. it's impossible for God to lie. And because God could swear by no one greater than himself, mm-hmm. he swore by himself. So those are the two immutable things there. And in <laughs> that, the promises are being brought through and brought to fruition first through yes the spoken word that the lord gave then we see it at jesus when he came and had his earthly ministry and he 
he won for us salvation and freedom from the curse and from the law and the Holy Spirit continuing to spread that throughout the world to give the generations after Jesus' time an, an opportunity and chance to partake in that. And it, and it was also showing, and Paul, what Paul is also trying to communicate is it didn't wear off because time progressed. Jesus and the Lord never said this promise was only for you, Abraham, but he said for generations and generations and generations, this promise would be theirs as well as many who would partake of it. So just because we forget stuff as time goes on and we think um, after a certain amount of time, whatever was said or a, an example, a, a contract, it you know, it expires after seven years or an, a professional license for something such as a doctor or mommy, like a, your respiratory therapist licenses, they expire after, expire after a certain amount of time and you have to renew them. Mm-hmm. No, there's no such thing with what God said. It doesn't expire after seven generations, after seven years, and he's got to renew the covenant. He already made it way back then, and it still has its potency, still has its freshness today. We just have to partake in it. So it's comforting to know that the Lord still reserved a place for us today. It didn't just cut off after Jesus ascended and that was the end of it. And none of us had any hope or any chance of being part of God's family or his plan until mm-hmm. the, the passing away of the earth and the end of the age. But he's made a place for us to participate in it as well today that we can go out and preach the gospel and share with every creature under heaven the good news that we've received ourselves and offer others that opportunity to enter into the rest that we've entered into to be released from the the bounds that the bonds that we had been released from etc etc and not as i'm not saying etc as if it doesn't matter i just mean you know the list could go on for forever Mm -hmm. so we have that hope and that should be an encouragement to continue to press on towards the goal to win the prize, as Paul says in Philippians. And I enjoyed that you mentioned about the crown of life. And Paul's words was, finally, there is laid up for me that crown of life. So mm-hmm. and that, that same reward is available for us. But we do have to continue steadfastly and not just barely scrape by. But we have to go hard after the Lord. We have to give him our all. That way we can inherit the promises. Amen. All of them that he said were there. Amen. Amen. What what were the two immutable things? God cannot lie. He cannot, okay. will not, never has, never, ne- ne- never lies. And he cannot swear by anyone higher than himself. So okay. he swore by himself. So himself and his word. Right? And his character. Well, no, that would be a third thing. It's himself and his word. His character is wrapped up in himself, his nature, his character, his attributes, himself and his word. What did John say? There's one coming, John the Baptist said, there's one coming behind me whose sandal I'm not even worthy to untie. You see in Revelation about the, the 24 elders that sit at the throne and they've received their rewards, their crowns. And what are they doing? Throwing them back at the Lord's feet. Okay. So pales in comparison, Right. And then what else does it say about Scripture? He, the Lord holds his word above his very name. And, and let's understand that because it says that to his name, every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess that he's Lord. And as you pointed out, it's written in here so eloquently, he is not a man that he should lie. Yes, so sir. understand that in full. Just for... For all of us and for the listeners. 
you stand? As you were speaking, Lil, you were mentioned about how the Lord was, he could swear on no one higher, and the Lord was reminding me of the various places where he talked in scripture about that. And the Lord was just showing me the significance, um, one being inside of John where he says that if I bear witness of myself, this is Jesus talking, of course. Uh-huh. If I bear witness of myself, my witness is true. And the Lord was just showing that this cooperates exactly what Jesus was saying. As humans, we want to try to put it on someone else. Um, as Meaning in terms of a human, we want somebody else to mediate between them. Uh, that's for the example of a jury and a judge. Meaning that as humans, we don't necessarily want to just sort it out between us two because at that point it does not necessarily mean justice is being served or done nor does the jury mean that either Mm -hmm. but we see here that it also is talking about how consistent the lord was in the faith that abraham had inside of him he didn't try to ask for something different or something to validate i would say to try to prove and convince himself that what the lord was telling him was true but he had a faith inside of what the Lord had already said for him to be said to him and that it was consistent and that demonstrated the trust that he had inside of the Lord. I know for myself, if I don't necessarily, oh, yes, dad. Isn't that the exact thing that Job asked about? Is It was a complaint, but it was also a request. It's in Job chapter nine, right? It said, how can a man be righteous before God, if one wished to contend with him, he could not answer him one time out of a thousand. But then he, and he goes into that and he even says, Hey, there's no one trying to find the verse. Oh yeah. So in verse 14, how can I answer him and choose my words to reason with him? For though I were righteous, I could not answer him. I would beg mercy of my judge. And he continues and says, there's no mediator in there, right? Yes. Which is what he was looking for, which is what Jesus is and was and is. Especially when you see in the, the tabernacle between or on the mercy seat, which was the covering of everything contained in the box, right? And by the box, I mean the the part of the the ark that held the covenant that held Aaron's rod and held the manna. Yes. All contained and all demonstrating Christ. Dad, your scriptures, the verses that you're referencing is chapter nine, verses 32 and 33. Ah, yes. Thank you. You're welcome. For he is not a man as I am that I may answer him and that we should go to court together. Nor is there any mediator between us who may lay his hand on us both. Okay. Thank you. So we understand how that, that goes together now, sir? Yes, Dan. All right. Just want to make it clear for all of us and for the listeners. So please continue. Yes, Dan. And how the Lord was showing me that was also the trust that he had inside of him and that we should have inside the Lord as well. I know for myself, if I don't necessarily trust someone, I'm not going to take them at face value. I would want a sign or something to prove it. Meaning that for the example of promise told me he was going to do something for me and I would probably ask him to give me something just to be sure. Why? Now, Why? Let me, I'm, because there's a lack of trust. Because hmm. the sin nature in humans causes people to not be honest. Right? 
mama, you're making a strange face at me. Let me, I'll change the example. A bank, when they give you a loan, sometimes they'll ask you to put your house on the line. They Collateral. want surety. Sure. They want surety mm-hmm. for their loan. Yes, and how that's, as humans, that's how we think about it. We want to be sure that someone's going to keep their word, and that's how we to think about it. But we see that we should have a trust in the Lord where it does not matter. The Lord can just say because of his goodness, meaning that we know the Lord is good and he can only, um, he can never lie, as you, Lilith, pointed out yourself. But it also is up to the human to believe the Lord. While mm-hmm. we do understand that, and while people may be honest, it ultimately up to the person to believe him the lord doesn't force that onto us he doesn't Mm -hmm. say you're going to believe me or else that's no longer our free will but he gives us the opportunity to come into him and to come and partake with him and to accept that and furthermore we also see here is that as you're saying this promise wasn't just to abraham or to isaac or jacob it wasn't just to those people he swore by himself but as humans we also tend to think that the lord is um he may forget about something and we will ask the Lord, where is it essentially? Like, where is all these things that you've promised me? How we think of it. We think that as humans, we might forget something. So we assume God forgot about it, but the Lord is never forgetting what he told, what he promised he would do. He's doing it inside of his perfect will as well. That's something very important as that we have to remember that as we're trusting in the Lord, we have to trust him continually as he works his perfect will out. I know for myself, when I was a baby, I couldn't expect to go and do other things. Meaning I couldn't go expect to drive a car or do all those things because I wasn't there yet. I had to wait until the appointed time when I was old enough and fully developed. And and when you have fulfilled your obligations to position yourself, right? Yes. Not all of the promises are conditional, but for some of them, there are conditions. So... I love that you bring that up because oftentimes, yes, people want to look at God and go, Lord, I don't see what you're saying or what you've promised manifest yet. But then what we should be doing is looking at ourselves and going, have I fulfilled all of my obligations before the Lord, all of my vows before him? If anyone violated any of the contract or agreement between us and the Lord, it would definitely be us or me for my part or you for your part between you and the lord mm-hmm. yes this isn't a group us against him no no no. Mm. this is a family all together so if there's any any odd or any wrong rest assured it, it falls solely on us it's on the human part and Amen. we're not supposed to be making vows let your yes be yes and your no be Amen no to that. yes don't be swearing by anything because your head is not even your own yes so, exactly um are you still speaking son you can go, mommy. Okay. Well, in this this example that or this scripture that we're talking about in Hebrews 6, and we're continuing on, he's saying, hey, don't regress, but progress uh-huh. toward your, in your relationship with God. And then he brings up Abraham, who has a similar um, life that we do as believers. Abraham had something that, a promise that was invisible. And something that no human could help him with. And in uh, verse 16, when he says, for men indeed swear by the greater and an oath for confirmation is for them an end to all dispute. But there was no human that could give Abraham confirmation or comfort um, or confidence 
and what God was saying, because this was something that's purely solely only God could do. Only God could see it, only God could know it, and only God could bring it to pass. And typically for humans, we want to look for a natural person to give us confirmation that something is going to happen. That's why we want to go to a judge. That's why we want to have a jury, because we think now that there, now there's power to enforce what's been said. There's power to enforce the agreement behind me. That's the whole point and purpose. But what God spoke to Abraham, no one else could do but himself. And Abraham did ask God for confirmation in Genesis chapter 15, verse eight. And he said, God had, you know, explained to him that he was going to bless him. And, you know, God's Abraham was discussing with him. He said, I have no child. And then God said, I'm going to bless you. That your um, servant is not going to be your heir. And I've, I'm going to, I'm going to make, I'm going to bless you. And I'm going to give you all these descendants. And then Abraham in verse eight says, Lord, God, how shall I know that I will inherit it? So he asked God for confirmation. And because this is a work that only God can do, God put himself there as his confirmation, as his surety and his hope. And because we have a similar thing, salvation is not tangible. You can't point to it and go, there's salvation. At this moment in time, you can't go, there's heaven, right? And over there is hell. I want to go to heaven. You can't point to that. You have to take God's word for it, that it will come to pass. You can see evidence that heaven exists. You can see evidence that God exists, but you can't go grab him like an idol, right? Which is why people go to idols. I can touch this with my hands. I can see it with my eyes. Yeah, so what? My hands made it myself. Or I know it's got a made in China sticker at the bottom, but I feel more confident because I can put my hands around it. We have an intangible promise from God and only God could be our confirmation, our surety that it's going to come to pass. So we still have the same thing, the immutability of his counsel. And we have the name of Christ and that it's impossible for God to lie as our surety that Christ, our forerunner, is our entryway to heaven. So that example is going, it wasn't any different from Abraham. And as a matter of fact, Galatians tells us that the gospel was preached to him before him, just like it was preached to us. And he also had to believe that God, I can't see what you're saying at this point. And also, as we read through this, we'll see that God was talking about a seed, as in one, that's Christ, not multiples, not all the people that we tend to think about. He was talking about Christ as the seed of Abraham. And then we become partakers of that through Christ Jesus. So Abraham had to hear the message of Christ coming through his line and believe God, even though he could not see it, even though no one would believe him. No one could help him with this. No one could give him confidence. No one could um, give him assurance that this was going to happen. He had to take God at his word. And so God was cut a covenant with Abraham. You remember he split the the art, the heifer and the other little birds and stuff like the that doves. in half. And the oven. Little, walked between them. Mm-hmm. And then the little light glowed and went down between it. God, you remember that? <laughs> the smoking nice. oven is what it called. <laughs> and God cut covenant with him through blood. And then he came and cut covenant with us through the blood of Jesus Christ to confirm that this is still, as you said, Layla, valid and potent. I didn't call you Layla. I was, I was mixing valid. And when I tried to say your name, Layla, <laughs> of course, I know what your name is, Layla. It's, wrong. Um, it's still valid and potent today 
but it's mm-hmm. cut in the blood of Christ Jesus, which is absolutely immutable, right? Yes, because no one can undo it or revoke it. And the promise of God that it's impossible for Him to lie, and that He Himself is God. So remember that. Remembering, Abraham didn't have a different experience. It's still the same thing when you look at it. God is still who He is. So let us not look for natural men to give us confidence that we should continue with him. But let us look at the author and the finisher of our faith as our confidence that we should continue and persevere. Amen. It was a lot. So we're going to pause there for today and give you time and opportunity to seek the Holy Spirit and allow him to minister to you. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, promise. Lord, I just thank you for today, Lord, and I just thank you for giving us your revelation, Lord, and teaching us your word, Lord. And Lord, I also just thank you for giving us the opportunity to be partakers of your plan, Lord, and that we're not that we are a part of it, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. 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 In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Absolutely. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Wanna know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.